You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To enter into the Jewish New Year in less than two weeks' time, we're closing up the Book of Devarim. As we come to the end of the year, the Parsha that we're in this week, Nitzavim Ve'elech, is spelling out the last and, and uh, the third and final part of this final book of the five books of the Torah, in which we set up the situation for the Jews after Moshe will die and when prophecy will be much more limited. This end of the year is not like many other year ends that we've experienced, both in terms of the tremendous pandemic that we've been speaking about for months now, um, something we didn't realize would be uh, still such a tremendous problem at this point in the year when it began several months ago. But there's also some very positive developments that occurred um, and are still occurring in the last uh, in the last few weeks, as I'm ref- referring to the opening of relations between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, really a watershed in regional politics, something that's spelling out a new world for Israel and for the Jewish people. Uh, doors are opening. In fact, just uh, yesterday we had more nations speaking about bettering the relations with Israel. Today we heard of another state, Malawi, um, in southern Africa, a nation of 21 million people, by the way, uh, who has a who have a new president, an evangelical Christian, who is very interested in bettering relations with Israel and moving that or establishing an embassy in the capital of Israel in Jerusalem. So many things are happening all around us. And really, this is part of a trend that's been going on for uh, really several hundred years of the world with tremendous ups and downs, obviously. But nonetheless, the world opening up to the Jewish people, wanting to hear what they have to say. And this relates very well to what I wrote in this week's Parsha, about Nitzavim, where we're, the, the parsha speaks about the exile of the Jews that will result if the Jews do not keep to their mission in the land of Israel. Now, the Nitzavim has a wonderfully interesting take on this concept, and I encourage you again to read my essay for this week's parsha, which will be available to you in the next couple of days, towards the end of this week. Um, as we come close to the Parsha. In any case, what I want to speak about today is related to what the Nitziv mentions on this week's Parsha, that the exile is really, the timing of the exile, the purpose of the exile, is really one of God's mysterious ways that he times according to very set reasons and purposes. Um, more specifically, the Nitziv speaks about this elsewhere, not on this week's parasha, that the Jews have a mission to the rest of the world. Um, we don't think of ourselves, we Jews don't think of ourselves as missionaries, and we feel that that's something that is not 
in line with Jewish tradition, but that's not entirely correct. It's true we don't seek out converts, but in fact, there is a Jewish mission, a very important Jewish mission to the rest of the world, and Siv speaks to that. I'm going to read from something he writes uh, in an essay called She'ar Yisrael. Um, in it, he says as follows. I'm going to read a little bit more Hebrew than I usually read, so bear with me, those of you who do not understand Hebrew. I will translate everything that he says here. He speaks about the Jewish peoples as, as, follow, as follows, and he says that God uh, gave them uh, a power says then Siv that the Jews were given power and ability to um, to prepare the traits and the wisdom through their traits and through their wisdom um to prepare the nations for their purpose in life. Hainu, which is, which is to recognize the glory of God and his awe. In other words, the Jews have the ability to take nations, and he points out that this was, that we're talking about nations that did not always recognize God, and many still do not today, but certainly when we're talking about the pagan world, where God was not uh, understood or known, and the Jews, nonetheless, even in that situation, have the ability to bring the nations to their potential in terms of their relationship with God. Uh, and he continues, and also to make them improve their opinions about how to behave, about character traits and settling the world uh, in a presumably brotherly way, in a peaceful way. He says that each Jew has the ability to actually influence many others, many students and friends, he says. And those friends, those students of the Jews will go on and teach their friends and so on and so forth. Uh, and then Siv points out that this is an avenue for the Jews to uh, not only benefit the rest of the world, but also for the rest of the world to grow and appreciate what the Jews are doing for them. And sometimes we see such a thing. There's a book some of you might have read by an American writer, Thomas Cahill, called The Gifts of the Jews. And over there he speaks out about the tremendous uh, gratitude that he himself, uh, Irish uh, American, um, has, and that anybody who understands what the Jews have done for the rest of the world should also have towards the Jewish people. 
This idea is actually an idea that too many of us forget. We think uh, oftentimes of the Jews as our own little island, that we're concerned about bettering ourselves as a nation without regard to what that is supposed to do for the rest of the world. The Nitziv didn't understand the Torah in such a manner. Uh, interestingly, a, another great light, uh, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, uh, also had a campaign, a very active campaign that Lubavitchers continue to pursue to this day of teaching the seven mitzvot, the seven Noahide commandments to non-Jews to actively pursue uh, education of non-Jews exactly like the Nitziv uh, mentions in the essay before the Nitziv. I've mentioned him to you before, but just to review, we're talking about Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, who was a great Rosh Yeshiva in Europe, was the Rosh Yeshiva of the greatest Yeshiva in Eastern Europe, the Velazhna Yeshiva, and he was a Rosh Yeshiva for, for, for many decades besides being a creative thinker, a great teacher, um, and so on and so forth. In any case, both of these great men speak about the exile as being God's plan for the Jews not simply to suffer, but more importantly, to be able to reach out and teach the rest of the world what it is that God expects of them. And whether we are speaking of ourselves as a community, as a nation, or of individuals, I think that this is something that we need to take more seriously, to make that something that we actually run with and organize our lives around, obviously not exclusively, but we rarely think of this idea of the Orla Goyim, of the light that the Jews are supposed to be uh, to the rest of the world as anything more than a nice thought, something that's good for sermons. But rarely do we actually take the ball and run with it and think about what does that mean? What does that mean for me? What do I have to do in order to be an Orla Goyim? Right? And again, we have these great Jewish teachers of our day or previous generations, telling us that it's not enough simply to pontificate about it. This is something we actually have to actively take with us. And now that more doors are opening towards Jews, it's important that we speak about our tradition, not in a threatening way, not in a xenophobic way that we are better and that the Torah is the only uh, possible truth that they can access but in an interchange of ideas, of showing the ideas that have sustained the Jewish people. Not so long ago, there was a mission of all different types of Jews running the uh, gamut, uh, historians, rabbis of different denominations, a delegation that came to the Dalai Lama in Tibet. And he wanted to learn from the Jews how to keep a nation alive in exile, among many other things. And indeed, there are many people around the world, in Asia, in Africa, now in the Arab world, and also obviously in the Western Hemisphere and Europe, 
uh, many people want to know about the Jewish tradition. And it's our obligation not simply just to wait for people to ask us about it, but to speak about it, to speak about it in our daily lives, to speak about how this tradition is something that's relevant to what we do. And as I mentioned in the previous podcast, that we need to be speaking about God. We need to not be embarrassed about what we believe, and we need to proclaim it for the benefit of others, that that's what we are created to do, to benefit others, be it Jews, be it non-Jews, that what that is what God has created us for, to create a community, community, a global community of those that worship him, as the Nitziv said, that appreciate the glory of God and his awe. That's it for, for this us week's for another podcast. episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.